Good evening, Lafayette. I'm back. I'm back for the full hour. It's Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation via the phone or use the KPL app chat to be part of the conversation that way. Just make sure when you open up your KPL app, which you should absolutely have on your phone, by the way, when you open up the KPL app, you tap the little text message looking icon. I think it's up in the right, the, the upper right corner. You tap that. You can send a message directly to the show. At the top, it should say the Joe Cunningham show. So just make sure that it says that there. If not, if it says like general message or whatever, just tap that and select the show you want to send a message to. Send a message to me. I read them on the air. I, sh- I, I respond on the air. I respond in the app as well. Love to be part of the conversation with y'all. Love for y'all to be part of the conversations here on the show. And given that it hasn't just been you and me for a while. You know, we had Josh Guillory on Monday. We had a fantastic conversation. You can find the podcast of that one online. If you go to Apple, Spotify, Substack, look for the Joe Cunningham show, you'll find it. Great conversation with Josh the other day. Yesterday, we had some Raging Cajuns action. We've got me today. I'm with you guys the next full time the next two days. Friday, we've got Raging Cajuns. So I think another half show on Friday as well. Just giving you the heads up on the schedule, a little programming note for this week. But there are a lot of conversations, and there are some state-level conversations I want to have right now. If you listen to Moon Griffon's show yesterday, I actually opened the show for Moon. Some technical difficulties. He was supposed to be on the road. He had rushed back. So that first part of his show, I, I was filling in for him. And there's a story that's been brewing for a while. In fact, I've had several people... Uh, who sent me text messages on this issue. They, they wanted to, they wanted me to help them understand why Louisiana was rejecting federal grant money to feed kids this summer. Do we not want to feed kids or anything like that? And and I had some theories. I, I didn't know exactly why. Well, department of, of children and family services, secretary, David Matlock went on Jim Inkster's show on uh, Monday morning. No, I'm sorry. Tuesday morning. To talk, no, Monday morning to talk about it. And Tuesday morning is when I mentioned it on Moon's show. Uh, and Secretary Matlock brought some data to the table that not, nobody's really talking about. If you look at the stories about Louisiana turning down the federal grant money, you'll notice that these talking points were out there. These weren't being put out. You know, If you heard about that story, you didn't hear this part. Did you know that Louisiana's feeding about three million more kids during the summer than they were than we were pre-pandemic, including another 1.8 million this summer versus last year? We're already feeding a lot of kids over the summer. And then there's the fact that these feeding programs that we currently have, they're what we call congregate programs. And 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 Matt, Secretary Matlock was was very very specific in describing this. These congregant programs. It doesn't mean they're part of a congregation in a church, but what it means is the meals are hosted at a certain site and you can go and pick up the meals from these sites. And officials prefer that method because it allows folks to put eyes on the kids, on the families. 
if you can put eyes on the families, you can tell if there's a deeper problem. You can look at the kids when they're showing up. You can look at the families when they show up. You can tell if there's a deeper problem there. And these are programs that are offered through schools, school districts. These are programs that are offered through churches, charity groups. All of these meals are provided for kids already. But these congregate programs allow people to put eyes on the kids, allows you to report to DCFS if you think there's a problem. The federal program, the federal grant money, is grant money to establish essentially a government DoorDash. Government Uber Eats, you, the, the uh, people sign up for it, and the food is delivered to their houses. You may not ever see a person. You just deliver the food, and that's it. Set it on the front doorstep. You know, hey, we're afraid of, of sickness or whatever. Just leave it on the doorstep. We'll pick it up. Maybe a parent answers the door, whatever, takes the food quickly. You never put eyes on the families, on the kids that way. So that's one thing that officials prefer, these congregate programs. But there's another This grant would have required DCFS to put up millions more dollars, would have required the Board of Education, the Department of Education to put up millions more dollars to match it. There's the problem with that. DCFS currently has a lot of social workers that are overburdened. They have massive caseloads. Secretary Matlock is trying to find the money that he can. He's having to look, he's having to scramble for pennies in the couches at DCFS to try to hire more social workers to ease the caseloads. You remember during John Bell Edwards' term, we had these stories about kids that had slipped through the cracks. There were kids who, who their caseworkers never gotten around to follow-ups. Kids died from abuse, overdose, all sorts of things. And it's partly because these social workers, their caseloads are so massive. He's trying to ease that, and he needs all the money he can get. He said on Jim Inkster's show he's already looking at a fiscal cliff in his department he can't throw out millions more dollars for a, to match a federal spending program and then turn around and hire the people needed to make sure that caseworkers have an opportunity to have their, their caseloads reduced. And that's his focus, which I think is better for our kids. Now, the thing with federal grants, and, and we've talked about this before, the thing with federal grants, and this is what bothers me the most when, when government agencies and, and governments jump on them, the money doesn't come in forever. A, a grant doesn't last into perpetuity. You get a grant to kickstart a program, but eventually the federal money dries up. The federal money eventually goes away. And so the state's left on the hook for that tens of millions of dollars or whatever it is. At a time when we're looking at trying to, you know, make cuts and and do better budgeting here in Louisiana, we can't be on the hook for yet another unfunded program. And so Secretary Matlock, I think, is absolutely right in the reasons why the state needs to reject this federal program. But it goes to the dishonesty of the people who are yelling and ranting and raving and screaming about Louisiana not wanting to feed kids when they don't know we're already feeding more kids this year than last year. When DCFS is already struggling to fund more social workers so they can ease up on caseloads and better take care of kids in need, you don't hear those talking points because there's an agenda. There's a Republican administration. Republicans run the state of Louisiana. we got to make sure that every decision is painted as the bad one. And this is actually the right decision for the state of Louisiana. 
All right, we got some folks on the line. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead before we take this first break. Let's jump to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Chris. Hey, Chris, what's up? Yeah, I heard you say we're feeding three million children in the summer. Three million more than we were feeding before the pandemic, according to DCFS Secretary uh, David Matlock. In Louisiana? Yes. In Louisiana? Yes. How can that be? We only have 4.2 million people in the whole state. That I'm, I'm quoting his numbers. He said we're feeding 3 million more. But he did say unless that... that's meal, unless meals. that's meals, meals versus may, kids. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's meals versus meals. kids. You're right. But that's still... Okay, because that, that didn't sound right to me at all. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's um, the whole population down there. Yeah. Uh, that, and I'll, I'll go back and check on that just to make sure. But yeah, we're, we're, we're offering, you know, Three million more meals in the summer than we were pre-pandemic, or or, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, that's yeah, that, that sounds that sounds better. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all against that federal money too. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, look at how many things that how how much our government has pulled in all this federal money over the years, and look at the the state of our budget now, and the feds decide to stop paying that. Well, that's exactly what you said. They get us hooked on the money, then they take it away, then we're stuck having to fit the bill for the rest of the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, we've got a constitution that protects every dollar except for education and health care in the state. So guess what gets cut all the time? Then you wonder why we're 50th in the nation when it comes to education. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what I had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> thank well, th- you. thank you. Thank you for catching me on that, Chris. I appreciate you. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we get back, uh, we'll have more. And later on the show, I got to talk about Bill Cassidy because he's he's in favor of a policy that would negatively impact a, a big portion of the state. I want to talk about that. It's a policy I've talked about before, but there's some other things that Cassidy is is saying and doing out there. If he's running for re-election, he's doing a bad job of it. Anyway, we'll be back on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Glad to be with y'all today. Uh, it is our 5 o'clock news cruise, which means do got to give a shout out to our friends just around the corner. Katie has number one, that's right, number one Chevy dealer right here in Acadiana, right here in Lafayette, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette, talking, of course, about Service GM, uh, Service Chevrolet, servicegm.com. Service Chevrolet has everything you could possibly need. New inventory coming in daily, new and used vehicles. You can see them online before you go to the lot and, and, and scope them out yourself. Get a little preview on the website, but then you go over there and you find out it's not just the cars on the lot that are uh, that, that you can take advantage of. There's Body Shop, Collision Center, Parts and Service Department. You've got uh, Fine Line Custom Auto. You've got the Wash. Any of your any of your automotive needs, they're right there at Service Chevrolet. ServiceGM.com, just around the corner from here, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Glad that they're sponsoring your 5 o'clock news cruise. Glad to have them as part of the show. Go check them out. You will not be disappointed. Service Chevrolet, Find New Roads. With Chevy. All right. So last thing, uh, and shout out to Scott and, and Chris who called in. Uh, y'all right. It is, so there's 4.6 million people in Lafayette as of last tally. Uh, in Louisiana, as of, I'm not getting my facts right at all today. 
uh, 4.6 million people in Louisiana. So I'm doubtful that we're feeding uh, 3 million kids more than we were during the pandemic uh, this summer. But 3 million meals, that's still a lot. That's still a lot of work. And, and kudos to the school districts that have set the money aside for it, the schools that are that are running these programs. Kudos to the churches and the charity groups, all the folks that have gotten together, the state programs that we do have that have come together to feed the most, some of the most vulnerable people in our society, our kids, kids who might be disadvantaged for whatever reason. But for a federal program to come in and then demand the state kick in more to help ki- to to launch the program, and then for the feds to withdraw all that money and put us on the hook for a program like that, it doesn't make sense. If you're the federal government and you want to uh, you want to feed all the kids, make the money permanent. If not, leave it to the states and let them figure out how to do it because the states will do it. The states will come up with a plan. The federal grant money leave states on the hook when the feds finally turn the tap off. We're having problems affording basic needs in Louisiana as far as the government goes. We need some cuts. We, we don't need to be obligated for more spending. We need more cuts, and I hope that we can get some in the near future. We'll see what this legislative, after this, uh, after this current session, let's see what the legislative session uh, with regards to the budget will look like. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. When we get back, Bill Cassidy is constantly arguing against citizens in his own state. And here's what I'm talking about. It's got to do with pharmacies, pharmaceuticals. We'll have that and more here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPEL app chat to be part of the conversation. Uh, I want to turn my attention to U.S. Senator Bill Cassidy. Bill Cassidy, uh, obviously he's not a popular guy among Louisiana Republicans, right? He's... um. He's ever ever since that vote to convict Donald Trump in the second impeachment, uh, I, I think most Republicans have pretty much been done with him. Um, whenever Cassidy comes up, Psycho Bill comes up on Moon Show. It's always a treat to listen to. But uh, I've I've talked several times on the air, even interviewed some folks on the air several times about uh, the three forty B program. This is get this gets a little into the weeds. Uh, but it, it loops back around to why Bill Cassidy doesn't really represent Louisiana. So the 340B program is a federal program that mandates uh, that pharmaceutical companies sell drugs to rural pharmacies at lower rates. And the reason they do that is to benefit those uh, those in those rural communities where income is usually pretty much pretty pretty low compared to more urban areas. Uh, it's a benefit to farmers. It's a benefit to low income folks who live outside city limits. There's not as many health care facilities. 
So hospitals in rural parts of the country get drugs or they're supposed to get drugs at discounted rates. The pharmaceutical companies have been fighting this since the program's inception. I've written on it pretty extensively. They have flat out ignored the law. They have sued against the law. Jeff Landry, to his credit, uh, was one of several attorneys general to uh, sue uh, sue to, inf- to, again, to sue the pharmaceutical companies to get them to uh, follow the law, the 340B rule. Uh, but Bill Cassidy has spent the last five years trying to rein in that program. Again, it's a program that benefits a lot of rural, working-class people. Louisiana is not a very urban place. Even here in Lafayette, we, you know, we we live in the big city of Lafayette. But I mean, you you drive around, you realize there's a large portion of even this area that's that's fairly rural. Um, defenders of the program. have told me privately that they, they see what Cassidy's been doing as an effort to essentially kill the program, which is what Democrats are doing in states like New York and elsewhere. He introduced a bill in 2018 that would have banned new enrollments by hospitals in 340B programs for two years, flat out banned them. His press release about it literally says the bill would prohibit new enrollments in the 340B program for at least two years. So he would not want new rural hospitals to enroll in this program. In 2023, he wrote an op-ed that complained that the program cost pharmaceutical companies billions. That's what he cares about. He cares about the pharmaceutical companies and how much the program would cost them. It's it's kind of kind of funny. Most conservatives during and after the covid pandemic were worried about the pharmaceutical companies that had pushed a vaccine that, as time has gone on, has proven to not be nearly as efficient at doing what it's supposed to do for covid-19. But these companies raked in billions from the federal government on it. And here's Bill Cassidy, who wants to tout himself as a conservative, who is deeply concerned about how the 340B program could cost the pharmaceutical companies billions. Again, he wrote, he wrote, the 340B program costs pharmaceutical companies billions. It appears that the source of information for that 2023 op-ed was an op-ed written by a former major pharmaceutical employee who previously worked for Merck and worked for a company that was bought by Pfizer, among others. That individual worked for the Community Oncology Alliance, which is heavily funded by the major pharmaceutical companies, and which, by the way, opposes the 340B discount program. Now we're in 2024. Cassidy appears to be making that program something of a personal crusade. 
Did you know that Cassidy, who is a doctor, worked for a 340B entity? When he was a doctor, he worked at the Earl K. Long Medical Center. It benefited from the 340B program. The group that is focused on tearing down that program, it's not conservatives, it's not Republicans, it's the pharmaceutical companies, Big Pharma. What is Cassidy thinking? Again, Louisiana is a state that is very largely rural. And I know that on the face of it, a lot of, a lot of folks would want to say government should stay out of the way of business and that 340B is a clear violation of that. The government does have a responsibility to protect its most vulnerable citizens. And the pharmaceutical companies have used their power, their influence, their millions spent in lobbying to be able to keep prices as high as they can to the detriment of citizens around the country. Again, the 340B program benefits a good chunk of Louisiana because a good chunk of Louisiana is rural, and there are some spots that are healthcare deserts that may only have one regional medical center for miles and miles. And Cassidy is on the side of the pharmaceutical companies trying to keep lower-income people who live in these rural areas and don't have access to health care, trying to force them to pay more for necessary drugs. Cassidy also has now come out against sending troops, National Guard troops, to the Texas border. Cassidy was a staunch defender of Joe Biden's infrastructure program. He voted to impeach Donald Trump. There's a whole litany of things that Bill Cassidy has done that he, if he were a true conservative, would never have attempted. But Bill Cassidy doesn't want to be a conservative. Bill Cassidy wants to be elected as a conservative. But Bill Cassidy, you hear him talk, you hear him talk about these issues. It's very clear that Cassidy wants to be in charge. Cassidy doesn't want to listen to his constituents. He wants his constituents to listen to him. I'm reminded of this piece. Uh, you remember when we had that that border bill that the uh, Republicans in the Senate were saying was a great idea, uh, and then they were saying that everything was a lie and, and all the stuff that Republicans were saying about it was a lie, and turns out it was all true? Um, I remember that. In fact, I remember uh, Donald Trump saying one thing and Bill Cassidy saying the other. It's, it's the arrogance in Bill Cassidy's voice during this clip that I want you to listen to. If we get a great bill, we should do it. If we don't get a great bill, but I don't think you're going to get a great bill. Does he have access to the 
Bill? Doesn't seem that way. It hasn't been released. How does he know it's a betrayal if he hasn't read it? If you're not going to get a great border bill, an immigration bill, don't do a bill. If you're not, if it's not going to be good, if it's not going to solve the border problem, don't do the bill. And that was very important to me. I mean, don't be ignorant. Read the bill. Don't be ignorant. Read the bill. We didn't have to read the bill. We knew it was in it because it had leaked out. And then when the bill gets leaked and when the bill's text gets released, turned out Cassidy was lying. Don't be ignorant, he said. Read the bill. Well, we read the bill, Senator Cassidy, and we know that it was crap. But again, it's not that Bill Cassidy wants to serve his constituents. He wants his constituency to serve him, to keep electing him, to keep him in power. That's what he wants. He's not a good representative for the state of Louisiana. He's not the best that a representative Republican democracy could do. We can do better, Louisiana, and in a few years we have the opportunity to do so, but you're going to see Cassidy over the next few years start pretending to be a conservative again and try to make us forget all of these things. And we need to not forget, and you need to be out there every day reminding folks who say, hey, maybe Bill Cassidy's not a bad guy. There are going to be better options in 2026. It's guaranteed there will be better options than Bill Cassidy in 2026, and we need to pick them. All right, let's take a break. We'll wrap up the show in just a moment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number. Use that KPL app chat to send a message in. Make sure it's on the Joe Cunningham Show when you send it in, or else I, I can't see them. Uh, Want to remind you guys, if you're looking for a new dentist, I highly recommend my dentist, Dr. Daniel Deku and Associates. They're, that office is incredible. And I, I hate going to doctor's appointments. I hate going to dentist appointments, but I don't, I, I don't get nervous about going there. They make the process so easy. They find out what you need. They set you up. And as, as, as soon as that consultation appointment, when you bring them a problem that you have and they diagnose it, they can start work as soon as that first consultation appointment, if not, you know, the next couple of appointments, they can get your work done. Uh, it, it, I had a, a long, it had been years, y'all. And I, I'm embarrassed to say it. I've, I've never not like brushed my teeth regularly, but I hadn't been to a dentist in over 10 years, probably since early college. And I graduated high school in 2006, just to let you know. But a, a few years ago, I decided I gotta I gotta find a dentist. Uh, I was listening to KPL at the time, so I, I heard one of the commercials for Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates. Went over there. Uh, I called, made an appointment. Uh, they took X-rays. They said, "Okay, you've got this. You've got that. We can get this done in a couple of appointments." Piece of cake, piece of cake. I highly recommend. Check them out. TheLafayetteDentist.com. They you can see everything they provide as well as find the number to call and schedule your appointment today. Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates, TheLafayetteDentist.com. Check them out. All right, before we go for the day, uh, one more quick story. This one is interesting to me. Mike Pence is starting a $20 million effort to defend conservative principles. Um. I know that when I say Mike Pence, it, it causes a lot of y'all to twitch because of the 2020 stuff. But but hear me out. 
Mike Pence is a good and solid conservative. He always has been. When it comes to conservative principles, when it comes to evangelical conservative principles, you're not going to find a better guy. Just the record shows you're not going to find a better guy. If he's going to become one of the stewards of conservative principles in the conservative movement, I don't have a problem with that. I think he can help guide good social conservatism in the right direction going forward. And that's what we really need going forward. A lot of people say, well, social conservative kills is a vote killer. I don't think so. There are plenty of ways. I mean, we're seeing it right now in a lot of the social issues, the woke stuff. A lot of social conservatism is actually more appealing than what the left is offering. It's not a vote killer. It could actually be a vote getter. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. I'll talk to you again soon. We'll be back tomorrow here on the Joe Cunningham Show. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at RedState.com. You can also find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to Substack.com, look for the Joe Cunningham Show there. You'll find the podcast as well as the stuff I write. You can go to RedState.com to see the columns I write there as well. We have plenty more to talk about coming up tomorrow, 23 hours from now. The Joe Cunningham Show returns. Stick around. Mark Levin is next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.